I'll discuss well. <laughs> We're recording. <laughs> Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today we'll be doing our check-in after Northanger Abbey and Twin Peaks Season 1. Yes, our final section wrap-up check-in. it's been a long journey it has and it's been a very bizarre one because of worldly circumstances (laughs) oh yeah you know it's weird to think that we started this we started this pre-pandemic didn't we yeah back in october i was actually i think I saw, I realized we had been doing it for nine months recently. And I was like, right. how is that even possible? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel like nine months at all. <laughs> it doesn't. It feels like the, just this section alone with Twin Peaks and Northanger Abbey has been longer than nine months. <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of has, but it also has felt like it went by really quickly. Like I was expecting yeah. it to feel forever, but maybe just because of the circumstances. So why don't we just check in with each other and see how we're doing in the midst of all of this <laughs> insanity? <laughs> uh, I, well, I, would, I would say it's safe to say that we are both losing our minds um, from <laughs> <laughs> not only the stress of just normal pandemic, but just everything else. Just the social yeah. state. It's kind of crazy the way, you know, all this... Uh, like with the pandemic and the protests and, you know, the seeking justice and Mm -hmm. Florida is just like, we've just recently had a big explosion in cases over the last, I mean, today was like 9,000 cases, (laughs) but it's kind of crazy the way, you know, all this macro stuff is going on all over the world, but it also feels like every person, including myself, that I know is having like little micro mm-hmm. problems, <laughs> you know, maybe <laughs> not problems, but like their lives are also reflecting what's going on. So mm-hmm. it's like you're battling these personal battles amidst all of this craziness and uh, it's just been so much, but it's been nice to have the podcast to um, have something to like do every week. Even when I'm too tired to do anything, it's still like, you know, motivating to have something and to know that we can talk about something fun for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Like a little break. Yeah. Yeah. It's been nice to almost have like a weekly scheduled zoom friend meeting because, you know, we went for a super long time literally just I mean I, I went did not leave my apartment only to take my dog out and that's it yeah yeah so. I still barely go out I was like do I need to start doing Instacart shopping again because yeah. <laughs> uh, it seems a little uh, scary Sketchy. out there and I'm like trying to sell my house so there's like the whole other thing going on with that um so yeah <laughs> I mean not to mention you know, my personal life and everything else. So it's just been like uh, a very stressful time, but I've still been enjoying doing the podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's been a good and break I'm from glad. drama. Yeah. And the podcast has actually been doing really well. We, um, we got up to 3000 listens this week. Ooh, yay. 
We got our first actual review on iTunes. <laughs> it was very nice. <laughs> Had a little bit of constructive feedback, which I was already working on. So <laughs> I'm afraid now I've gone the other direction. Um, but um, we've got some, we've had some people DM us on Instagram and uh, Twitter just to say hi and not to try to proposition us in some way. <laughs> <laughs> no more steamy DMs. Yeah. Um, I did the whole tarot thing, which was pretty successful. I've been wanting to do it for the past few weeks, but it just didn't seem like a good time to do it. And then I just never, I don't know, I have to like, make sure I have like a good three or four hours to just be ready to respond if somebody texts right. or tweets. So I just haven't really felt up to it recently, but I think maybe next week. <laughs> I was wondering if they all, if um, anybody, if any of our listeners had any suggestions on if they liked that or if how often they would want something like that or if at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we had some great guests over the course of these yeah. past four, eight, 12, I don't know. <laughs> I would say, I don't ask me how long we've been doing it, but it's been, it's been like pretty cool to have like Kristen and Aaron and uh, John on our finale, almost like we have like resident experts that we call in yeah. to like <laughs> comment or whatever. Yeah. So it's been really cool. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get to what's coming next, but Aaron is definitely going to be joining us for one of our next things, and I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Um, is there anything else podcast-related specifically? I thought about trying to get us on Stitcher. I thought it was going to be one of those things that it automatically did with Anchor, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe they don't work with Stitcher, but there's um, some like extra yeah. stuff you have to do to get on it, so... I think probably I because it's paid. <laughs> uh, you can listen to unpaid ones, though, on there. Can you? You don't have to. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I guess all the ones yeah, I just that was always my main paid. sticking point. Yeah, well, that was one of the reasons that I never, well, I started to do Stitcher mm-hmm. because I wanted to listen to some of the premium ones, but I was like, I don't want to pay for this service if I can't get my other podcast because I don't want to have to, like, go through five different podcasting apps to find the podcast right. I listen to. But in the end, I just decided there was so much great free content that I barely had time for anyway, so I probably didn't need to bring up content. <laughs> <sighs> it's so hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Every time know. I start drinking wine. Just <laughs> <laughs> get a little heated. I just, I don't know what it's been about Florida lately, but for the past like two or three days, it has been like 150 degrees outside and I've never been gladder to be inside away from that. Yeah. My air conditioning bill went up a hundred dollars last month. <laughs> from oh my God. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. And there's that big dust cloud that's now coming here. I think oh, yeah. today it's been like gray all day, but not like cloudy gray. It's just like sunny, but still the sky is gray. So I'm guessing that's it. <laughs> Yeah, I was. Maybe Josh, we'll have a good sunset. <laughs> <laughs> a nice, pretty, maybe Star Warsy mm-hmm. sunset. But Josh was telling me about that, and I just like I don't understand climate and the world. And my stupid brain was like, "How is dust coming from Africa across an ocean and still able to full be fully formed?" <laughs> well, it's way up in the upper atmosphere, so yeah. And so I'm just like, uh, if it's here, it's here. 
cool. Just one thing after another. I saw a great um, meme the other day that was like, I'm convinced that someone is going back in time to try to fix 2020 over and over again. And every time <laughs> they do, they just mess something else up. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem like that. I think uh, Josh was watching S.H.I.E.L.D. and they're having that whole like time travel uh-huh. kind of section and <laughs> everything like they kept doing things and things were changing. And I was like, that does sound familiar. Things getting worse and worse. <laughs> and then I just... Um, um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, and then right before we got on here, I just read that now they're trying to um, repeal Obamacare again. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. We're not in yeah. a pandemic. Well, I think they've secretly been, secretly been trying to repeal mine because... You don't right. know the kind of drama I've been going through to try to keep my health care right now. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you know, I'm over it. <laughs> should we do, I wrote a mashup. Do you want to hear, should we Ooh. do that already? Sure, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's good. I've, I, um... <laughs> Actually, I did get John wrote in and he suggested I do a mashup of Albert Rosenfeld, you know, the um, Rosenfield, the the coroner who Dale brings in, Cooper brings in, yeah. um, who calls everyone a blithering hayseed and a chowder-headed yokel and stuff like that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, he suggested that him and John Thorpe have a scene and I was like oh that would be the funniest scene ever written but I just my brain I mean I'm not that great of a writer so I can only write when I feel like an inspiration and even though I do feel inspired by that I just don't feel like I'm up to the task so we'll have to circle back around after I read this one and see if we can come up with our idea of how that would go down because I couldn't write it because I'm just uh, one, I only had one in me this time, and I don't even know if it's good. Anyway, <laughs> so this was my idea of, since we did Catherine, both Catherines, for our deep dives for our finales, I um, thought I'd see what would happen if Catherine Moreland was the niece of Pete Martell and came to visit them for the summer. Oh, she would be Pete's like, niece. We'll, we'll say pre-Laura's death. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She so, would be Pete's niece. That's really funny. Yeah, of all of them, I feel like <laughs> the only way she'd meet Catherine is if she was related to Pete. <laughs> yeah, just naivety and pure-hearted. Or if she was like an intern or something, but... <laughs> yeah. She's not very good housekeeper. So I don't think she'd make a very good intern yet. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so here it goes. <clears throat> Catherine Moreland, Kathy to her friends and niece to Pete Martell was spending the summer at Blue Pine Lodge. She had been enjoying her days reading novels by the lake, drinking milkshakes at the Double R, and occasionally fishing with her uncle. While there, she had come to have suspicions that something strange was going on. Josie Packard made a great first impression on Catherine with her beauty and kindness. Her tendency to use the wrong expression was disarming and made Catherine feel easy with her. Catherine Martell, on the other hand, seemed cold and aloof. She barely even acknowledged Kathy's presence when she was in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Over the past month since she got there, Kathy had 
experienced some strange things, doors closing and footsteps all through the night. One night she heard ghostly singing and went to find the source despite her dread of what she might find. What she did find was Josie humming to herself as she stared deadpan into a mirror. She watched her do this for what felt like 20 minutes before Kathy herself grew bored and tiptoed back to her room. It kept Kathy awake for a whole hour thinking about the scene. <laughs> a few days later, while reading outside, she heard drifting from the house, screaming and glass shattering. She tucked in her legs and hid behind the rock she was resting on. As she peeked around toward the house, she saw Catherine slam the door and storm out of the house. A few minutes later, Pete, looking grumpy with his fishing gear, headed out to his favorite spot. Suspicions were building at Kathy. The other Catherine must be a tyrant, abusing the others in the house, possibly even poisoning them. Maybe she was being poisoned as well. Kathy evaluated <laughs> her health. She couldn't find any symptoms of poisoning. But still, now <laughs> Kathy knew she would have to do something. She decided to wait up that night and sneak into Catherine's office to find evidence of her villainy. She tried to stay up, but fell asleep at 10 o'clock. But when the clock struck one, the sound of a door closing woke her again. Catherine knew now was her chance. She snuck to the mostly unused second door to the office and listened through the keyhole. Nothing, not a peep. She quietly opened the door and peeked in. The office was dark and it took a second for her eyes to adjust. When they did, she saw someone standing in the other door, peeking in much the same pose as she herself was currently in. Recognition finally dawned when she saw that it was Pete and he was spying on someone else. Catherine looked beyond him through the open door. Beyond the door, Catherine Martell was standing with her back to them, pressed against the wall, peeking beyond into the living room. Kathy couldn't help but notice the strange tableau. She was spying on Pete, who was spying on Catherine, who was spying on... Kathy strained her eyes to see who was beyond even Catherine. There she saw Josie and Harry Truman, the town sheriff, kissing passionately. <laughs> Kathy's eyes widened, but she felt disappointed. Interesting, but not scary, or even really scandalous. She suddenly felt very tired and quietly went back to bed. As she lay in bed, she thought about the fact that there may be other mysteries in the house, but there seemed to be plenty of other, much more seasoned investigators. Her last thought before drifting off to sleep was to wonder if she should visit the Twin Peaks Library tomorrow to check out some romances. The spy thrillers in the Martell Library might be influencing her imagination a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, that was awesome. I like that. Uh, I realized when I was rereading it that I was like, oh, I was intending to go somewhere else when I started this story, but I just wrapped uh -huh. it up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I like it though. It's like a little like um I don't know what the proper term is, but like those like super quick, like little like maybe yeah. two page stories. I love it. It reminds me of like those scholastic books I used to read when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. The mysteries. I, like <laughs> I feel like Twin Peaks would be like the perfect breeding ground for Catherine's suspicions of oh for sure from her gothic novels and she would probably <laughs> lose her mind <laughs> yeah um I know the last check-in we were talking about if Audrey and Catherine teamed up and did like a little spy thing and I was thinking about trying to write um a Audrey and Catherine fed style romp where they're mm -hmm. like learning to be police officers together uh-huh <laughs> 
And also, John had suggested Audrey comes to Twin Peaks, or no, Catherine comes to Twin Peaks and gets together with Donna and joins her like little sleuth club, which would have also been a good one, but I thought it was a little bit similar to the one I already wrote, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like this one. It was yeah. really good. Well, thank you. Should we speculate what would happen if Albert and John Thorpe met? <laughs> oh, gosh. I think Lots the of... only situation that makes sense <laughs> is if we take Albert and put him in Northanger Abbey and maybe mm-hmm. like um, they meet. Uh, see, we never get to see the behind the scenes of what the men do when they're alone. But I imagine they play pool and stuff like that. Billiards. Poker. Poker. Cards. Um so I imagine John Thorpe talking a lot about his horse and mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Albert just cutting through it and being like, you blithering hayseed. <laughs> <Just, laughs> you idiot. <laughs> putting him down royally. <laughs> I also have this scenario where it just seems like John Thorpe would be a person who would cheat at cards. And oh, yeah. <laughs> and they would find out and he would just completely go off on John Thorpe. <laughs> Just lose his mind. <laughs> Threaten him with For all sure. his money. It would be like straight out of the... That's what I thought I should do is actually take some lines from the novel and some lines from Twin Peaks and try to mm-hmm. just make them line up in some way. But um, yeah, that would have taken even more work. I mean, mm-hmm. different kind of work, but um, yeah. So that's... More research. <laughs> I like, I should do that at about like two hours ago and then I was like I can't do that in two hours <laughs> <laughs> that's a task <laughs> but I think that would be a hilarious scene if anyone out there wants to write a scene where Albert and John Thorpe meet oh my god please send it in because I would yes. love to read it <laughs> that's a really good idea it's like <laughs> two of the two sides of the same coin kind of but kind of we haven't we don't know Albert very much yet or you don't know Albert very much yet but um, no he became, but, you know, he became my fa- one of my favorite characters when I was a kid. Yeah. Just, you know, a little self-centered and self-righteous. And... Yeah. I mean, he definitely has no problem with just cutting through people's niceties and putting them down. And he's right. very eloquent with his ability to do it. And I just think John Thorpe would just pretend like, oh, I'm, you didn't say anything. And just be like, well, my good man, a horse. No, there's no way. <laughs> This horse goes 50 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, yeah, sure. (laughs) That that happens. Well, that was the mashup. I feel like we're flying through this. (laughs) You think so? Yeah. But it's okay. Because yeah. we have a, a weighty topic to discuss. Not terribly weighty because in the grand scheme of things, it's really that not that important. But right. um, <laughs> I did think maybe we should discuss whether we want to continue to do Harry Potter sorting. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, you know, I ha- personally have a, my personal view is that a piece of art is like a child that an artist creates and then it has a mm-hmm. life of its own and you shouldn't blame the child for the parents faults right and you know i just don't think that just because someone made something does something bad then you should 
I think just because someone does something bad, it shouldn't have to take away from your enjoyment of that thing. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. there have been so many things that I've loved that have just, you know, the people who have made them have not, have turned out to not be great people. And right. well, it does kind of change my view of the thing a little bit. I still feel like, you know, it's more about your personal relationship with that thing than it is about, mm-hmm. yeah. But, you know, I just think, sorry, I'm just rambling on, but I no, think no, no. that Harry Potter is just a really good way to sort people so universally known. I actually read a couple books that have great sorting systems, but I'm afraid mm-hmm. no one will have ever read those books. So what's the <laughs> point of trying to sort people into them? <laughs> yeah, I I did think, I always think about these like fantasy books and like how, you know, these classes like mage or rogue or knight or oh, whatever, they all have, they all have like their own, basically like attributes, uh-huh. like personality attributes towards them so it's like that could be another option if we felt like we wanted to go maybe a little bit more specific or yeah maybe we could do like a D&D like are you chaotic neutral are you I, I but I don't know them very well yeah I only did yeah. one D&D day and all I did was develop my character I never actually got to play the game <laughs> oh oh yeah wasn't that with it was with your sister right that was with Laura from the Pride and Prejudice episode oh what did we it do was literally the day before the quarantine started that I uh, did that. Uh, we uh, we were trying to play a Game of Thrones role playing game, but there was so oh. much backstory to create before you could start. Yeah, playing. <laughs> we spent a while on that. It was. It sounded like it was going to be fun though. <laughs> yeah, I think the well, I don't know how playing the game is, but I know that the building the backstory is pretty fun to me. <laughs> That's always my favorite part. Is getting these games where you have like customization, like are they, all these like role-playing games, the PlayStation and the Xbox or whatever. That's uh-huh. like my favorite part where I'll spend like most of the beginning <laughs> time of the game, just creating the character and like assigning yeah. classes to it or whatever. I tried to play um, Skyrim and I was like, there are way too many choices. <laughs> <laughs> I remember playing that when I came out and it's just like, once it gets to the point of where it's like, you use this use the joystick to scroll how big you want the nose and how big you want the nostrils. I'm like, ah, it gets tiring. <laughs> I'm just like, no, thank you. Give me my Sims. Yeah, I gave up after trying to figure out what character I wanted. Yeah. But here, if um, if you're listening and you are like a DN person, you know, if you know about it, <laughs> maybe you can send us some information about like how we might want to sort people. Like if we want to do like the whole lawful chaotic neutral i don't see i don't even know i need i need like a sheet in front of yeah, me yeah so like a guide yeah I, yeah yeah the character i built um, for myself was chaotic neutral <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's probably like the best the more fun the most fun because chaotic evil i feel like everyone <laughs> thinks you're crazy and hates you and then the chaotic good yeah. is like I don't know. I don't know. I'm not very versed. I couldn't do evil just because whenever I play those video games where you get choices that you could either be good or evil, I always play the whole thing good. And then I try to go back and play the second thing and I'm like, I can't make the bad choices. I just can't do yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, um, I had finished playing 
the main storyline of Red Dead Redemption 2. Over there. Hello? I think it's frozen. Well, we're back. Um, you might notice a difference in quality. Because, yeah, um, our computers both decided that they hated us when we were recording this episode and wouldn't let us record anymore. So we are together recording in person again. Yes. Uh, you might uh, have heard, because it's made national news, that Florida has pretty much zero guidelines when it comes to quarantine. <laughs> Um, but we've been taking it very seriously ourselves and pretty early on in the process, I decided that for my own mental health, I needed a small circle of trust of people who yes. I could see and trust and Christian definitely made the cut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't leave my apartment at all. I, the, today was the third time I've driven my car in like four months. So, uh, I, I would say I'm probably in a good spot. Yeah, so we're just going to pick up from where we left off and, uh, you know, yet another Frankenstein episode. (laughs) We can't escape it. We were talking about chaotic, neutral, oh, how we play video games and like, you were talking about Red Dead Redemption right when it cut off. Right. Um, I just finished the main storyline, I think a couple weeks ago, and uh, it's the type of game where you have like the decisions you make influence like how the game plays out and you have like honorable and like dishonorable and uh-huh. you know there's a scale and if you do more dishonorable you're evil and whatever but uh i obviously finished it with like the highest level honor because I w- <laughs> every time i play a game like that through the first time I'm like they have to be the most pure yes good person you want the good ending <laughs> yes everyone needs to love this person um and then so i just restarted um i think about a week ago and i was like because uh, there's a couple things i didn't even get to do because I was just following the main storyline. And I was like, I'm going to play it through the second time. I'm going to be bad just so I can have A, the experience, and B, uh, like a lot of those consoles have like trophies or achievements that right. you unlock. So I was like, let me just get these achievements or whatever. And so I started playing it, and I'm like, <laughs> it's getting to like the beginning decisions, and I'm like, I-, I can't be bad yet. I can't be bad yet. I got I to gotta do this, 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 and then I just keep making the better decisions. <laughs> And so I was just like, oh, well, I just can't do the bad things. Because it's like, it's always like the most evil, terrible things. And you're like, I don't want to kill yeah. people. <laughs> I know. It's just, I just end up watching the evil ending on YouTube usually. Yes. Because I'm like, I can't do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so like, there's like a couple like little like, not great things that you can do, like rob people or something. And I was like, maybe I'll just do that every once in a while. Get uh-huh. some more money. <laughs> Be bad that way. Uh, I was also, I, um. There's this series of books that I read. Uh-huh. Um, who were they by? I want to say Sharon Shin. And they're like called the Elemental Blessings book. They're mm-hmm. like right up my alley of kind of books that I <laughs> can just read like, uh, you know, like cotton candy. And this society of this world had like an elemental basis. So uh-huh. there were kind of like air, earth, fire, water people. But they also had this really crazy thing where when you were born or when you had a question or anything, their kind of religion was based around these coin fountains where you could throw out three blessings and they all kind of related to each element and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
it was very cool. And I, I wish that, you know, that was like, everybody loved these books so we could like do that <laughs> with our characters. But I don't know. Maybe, um, write us in and let us know if you think just stick with Harry Potter because whatever, love what you love. And it's right. its its own thing. It's not related to J.K. Rowling. Or if you think we should do like this D&D new style with like. Yeah. And if you think we should do that, then you definitely need to tell explain. us how. <laughs> <laughs> explain it, please. <laughs> but yeah, I think it goes probably without saying that us two and the podcasts in general we <laughs> do not agree with what she said yes uh she's a turf and crazy and <laughs> she's saying really evil things about and transphobic things and so especially me being a non-binary person like that's not at all what we condone and so it's just more of like i think it's personally more of like a a personal decision if you want to support that person because right you know us doing the categorizing <laughs> or even watching the movies you're not really giving her much money yeah so it's like if you i think it's more of a personal thing um just don't donate to her paypal or whatever <laughs> <laughs> she's the last person who needs a paypal yeah or i uh, go find me or something <laughs> she can go away uh okay well this is probably gonna be a shorter episode but um I, the only other thing before we get to like the quizzes and what's coming next I yes. had was if you wanted to tell another weird story, I've just had one recently um, be recalled to my mind. So I thought it might be a fun one to share. <laughs> sure. If you, if, if you want to go first, <laughs> I got to try and find one. <laughs> it, I mean, you don't have to believe me. It, <laughs> I just feel like I have a plethora of weird animal stories, but mm-hmm. okay. This one is happened. Oh, I don't even know, like maybe seven or eight years ago, maybe like 10, six, <laughs> cut all that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> I don't know how many years ago. It was maybe seven or eight. And my sister and her husband were here and I think their son, yeah, but he was still pretty young. So they were probably all sleeping in the same room. Anyway, she... Woke up in the middle of the night. Was like, I keep hearing these ghost sounds in your back Ugh. bedroom, like this weird rustling and scratching. And we went back there, and there was a baby possum. Oh, now my house, Christian knows, but for the listener, is a U shape, mm-hmm. and the area that it was in was like the furthest corner from any entrance to the house <laughs> that you possibly get. And um, got lost. I don't know how it ended up in the closet of the back bedroom. Maybe a dog. Maybe it somehow wandered in through the doggy door. But, like, it was crazy. We had to, like, set up this whole baby fence thing going towards the door just to, like, and turned off all the lights so that it would, like, walk back outside without us having to grab it or anything. (laughs) But the craziest part of the story is that the next year, exact same time of year, and I know this because Chelsea got a notification on her Facebook for, like, one day she got the one for this little possum. And then, like, two days later, she got one for a year later, which was the story of when they came the next year at this time mm-hmm. and woke up in the middle of the night to scratching noises and found another baby possum in the exact same oh room and back closet. <laughs> <laughs> I have never in all of my almost 20 years of living in this house have never had a baby possum enter except for (laughs) those two times 
when they were here. <laughs> I feel like your sister is releasing these baby possums in your house and be like, you have a problem, Maya, with possums. Her son, EJ, was really young then, and we speculated that maybe he was a animal whisperer and, <laughs> and somehow coaxing, coaxing them. them into the house. But I just, yeah, that that was the craziest, weirdest coincidence. Like, And it was the exact same time of year. That's exact so same weird. situation. So weird. <laughs> maybe it was like, um, maybe it was like an apparition, or what do possums like symbolize? <laughs> I don't know, but they are, they are very interesting because they're the only marsupials mm-hmm. in um, America, and they eat like their weight in ticks every year. So yeah, that's really good, and. There was some other fun fact I learned about them recently, if I can't remember. <laughs> I just like how, like, when they find the mom possum without the babies and they just, like, lift up the leaves or whatever where they're hiding, it's just, like, literally, like, <laughs> like eight babies all just <laughs> clinging to her, her like, fur. Yeah. It's so interesting how they move. They weren't, like, tiny babies. They were, like, Mid-size. the ones in the closet. Yeah. They were, like, mm, I guess. Well, Adolescents. I don't know. What, what, how big is that? <laughs> Honey, do a kettle. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like, um, like two guinea pigs. Yeah, like two guinea pigs. Smelt, <laughs> smelt. <laughs> <laughs> Using another animal to justify the size. <laughs> Not very smart. Uh, well, that's my weird animal story for this week. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, mine's not super exciting, but I just remembered a time of a little bit of a scary animal story. Ooh. We had just left ABA, Atlantic Beach Experimental Theater, which I don't know if it's known as that anymore. I think it's some other name now. But um, we had just left because Josh was doing a show, and our friend Kristen was house-sitting for one of her friends who lived, like, literally five minutes from the theater, like, on the beach. Uh-huh. And so we were just going to go to her house to, I don't know if we were picking up something real quick or dropping something off, and then we were going to go out. And so we would go, and, like, in this part of, like, Atlantic Beach, it's, like, no streetlights, uh-huh. you know, like, very woodsy, marshy kind of place. And so, like, we go, like, she runs inside, runs back out, and we're leaving, and we're pulling out, and it's, like, pitch black because the trees up top are so dense, the moonlight doesn't even get through. So uh-huh. it's, like, literally pitch black. Mm-hmm. And we're, like, pulling around, like, the roundabout, and as we pull to go down the straight road to get out, there is the world's largest owl, <laughs> <laughs> at least that I think so, that was very startled by us pulling around <laughs> and immediately like jumped up in the air with its wings like fully out. Whoa. And I, it looked like it was taller than me. I was like, this is the largest. And of course I screamed uh, and scared everyone. They're giant. But I was like, now I understand why people are like the whole like uh, Mothman and (laughs) Owl person and whatever. They're all real. (laughs) Now I understand how people could think they're real because that was a large owl. Oh, yeah. It was scary. Yeah, I've had a couple of, um, oh, that's where that cryptid comes from moments Mm -hmm. in my life. (laughs) We'll get to those maybe someday. Yeah, um, they're so interesting. There was just one thing. I saw one article about like, (laughs) <laughs> new Nessie sighting question mark uh, and it was like some scientists think so or some it wasn't like it was it sounded super clickbaity but it was from like a really reputable source like NBC mm. or I don't know it was really weird and it was just like a picture of an animal like it's back in the water like, <laughs> cool uh, we have um, 
There's a Altamahaha, or some sort of lake monster (laughs) in Georgia, southern Georgia. That's the closest one I've heard of. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Do we really have any in Florida? You think we would. Oh, we have plenty of real monsters in our (laughs) water. Have you seen seen the alligators and the pythons that eat the alligators? I was watching some show uh, where they were looking for cryptids in the Everglades, and I was like, get out of the Everglades. What are you doing? (laughs) I refuse to watch any Everglades propaganda. (laughs) And I say propaganda because... Well, actually, when I went to the Everglades... I went on this crazy boat trip that it was just like a tour of the Everglades, but uh-huh. you got to see where the native people who lived there uh-huh. had cut through the mangroves, these oh, tiny wow. canoe trails, like through the oh. water and they're still perfectly straight and they're still there like wow. hundreds of years later. And like, that's how they got around. And I was, I, when I saw them, I was like, first of all, that's amazing. Second of all, People lived here. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't. One of my number one fears is alligators. They are terrifying well, to I'm, look at. The very first thing that happened to me when I got to the Everglades was I got chased by a cloud <gasps> of mosquitoes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I am... Uh, Everglades to me is like that movie Annihilation where they enter the shimmer and <laughs> it is the most wild, wild west kind of nature area in the world. Um, I grew up for uh, about 10 years in Miami. So Everglades was like right there. Uh-huh. And we all like we did airboat rides a bunch of times when I was super small. Oh, I've never gone on an airboat ride. I always wanted to. They I mean, I never really thought twice about it back then because, you know, children don't really think about those things but now i think about it and i'm like yeah we're going fast but what if an alligator as we're passing at the same time jumps in the air and <laughs> somehow lands in the bow and, and i'm like no alligators don't jump <laughs> well <laughs> they, they do jump but they don't they don't do like sideways they go up but you know but in the swanee people have been like knocked unconscious by sturgeon jumping out of the <laughs> water when they're canoeing by <laughs> i have no time for that i remember seeing uh everglades <laughs> um nature like special thing about like just preservation or whatever and these guys were like going on a boat like throughout the elevator it's like explaining the different areas and they were like talking about this one area where it was like it looks like flat grassy land but it's like if you like did like they did like a little wave in the water and like it moves with the wave because it's Uh like not solid yeah soil and so they were like it's like so interesting not anywhere i don't think they said i think they said not anywhere else in the world has this and so like they went to go walk on it and like you know it's pretty sturdy but like you know every once in a while you'll hit a soft patch and you'll go through it into the water (laughs) and he's like yeah you just gotta be careful because you might step on a gator i was like excuse me (laughs) that is my number one nightmare yeah no i mean i'm not that in general scared of alligators because they generally stay away from people Mm mm-hmm they don't really want to mess with you, but they're scared to look at. I'm scared of coming across one, and I'm always like, "There's mm-hmm. no alligators here, Maya." Then <laughs> my back of my head is like, "But there may be. <laughs> it might be hiding, or snakes." I yeah, nothing. I like. I don't mind snakes either, but I also there's a lot of snakes in Florida, and <laughs> yeah, especially I just don't want to come upon one. <laughs> if it's to the side, it's fine. I actually, once had a um, coral snake. You know, mm-hmm. like the really deadly ones. Yes. In the park across the street, it uh, came out onto the path. Uh huh. 
right in front of me as I was walking and it was slithering as <laughs> fast as it could to try to get away from me. And I was like, Thank I didn't you. feel scared at all. I was just like following this <laughs> coral snake until it finally decided to go into the leaves and disappear. <laughs> Ugh, I can't. I just can't do it. Reptiles are a big no for me. Oh my God. Once, <laughs> this is just an endless uh, stories now. But <laughs> once when I was um, a pool cleaner, I was cleaning this pool. I opened the basket to get the leaves out. Uh-huh. And I reached my hand in and grabbed <gasps> the basket. And when I come back to put the basket back in, I oh noticed that around the edge of the skimmer, there is what I thought at first was like some sort of joke gasket like you know but it's uh-huh. actually a snake Ugh. it's a king snake which looks just like a coral snake except for it's red on black instead of right. red on yellow but it was like it had somehow wedged itself into the ring around the skimmer <laughs> like and i i didn't notice it when i first reached my hand in there but when i had to put it back i was like terrified <laughs> <laughs> you were like oh god it was just so shocking and weird and I did not even try to get it out. I just left it there. I was like, you guys can deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you make it. Uh, I can't. Uh, it it's, was so scary. <laughs> it is so scary. And then, like, you hear, like, stories of on, like, the springs, like, at Chetuckney, where uh, people are floating on their tube and a snake will fall out the tree and just in their tube. And I'm like, Ugh, That's no. literally one of my earliest memories was my parents went to um this lake house mm-hmm. and it had this little tiny little beach right by the where you could get into the lake mm-hmm. and i was swimming out there and a snake fell from the tree right next <laughs> to me <laughs> that happened when we one time when we were in the pool a snake fell out of the sky right in the midst of it like we were all sitting in the swim out it fell like a bird just dropped, dropped it, it. On, dropped it on us <laughs> birds <laughs> <laughs> they knew and <laughs> they didn't uh, like them all right. Well, we should move on because I yes. could literally talk about weird animal stories. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got to save them for future check Yeah, we need a new podcast called Weird Animal Stories. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, do you want to do the quiz? Yes. All right. Let me get him and send them to you. Okay. So we'll do the... You know what we could do? We could do that period in history one. The, like, what century do you belong in? We could do it for our favorite characters from both Twin Peaks and okay. Northern Abbey. And then we have the, um, like, a fun personal quiz, which is, like, only an old millennial can pass the 90s TV test. <laughs> so we could do both of the Like, technically three quizzes altogether, if that's okay. Yeah. I want to uh, do, I want to play as Catherine Moreland to see what century she belongs in. That's good. Um, I think... You want to pick a Twin Peaks character? I could do it as a Twin Peaks character. I'll do it as Audrey since we kind of group them together all the okay. time. Okay. <laughs> all right. Here's that one. Let's get a picture of Mulan. I did see that. Uh, I've been like... That's one of my favorite Disney movies. And Reflection is like one of my favorite Disney songs. And for some reason, the other day when I was working, I was like, it is stuck in my head. So I downloaded <laughs> the Mulan movie soundtrack. Oh. <laughs> I've just been listening to it. I, I haven't watched movie. that one in a long time. I really want to see the new one. Me too. It looks really good. It looks really, really good. Okay. Ready? You want me to read the first? Or you, you read it. Yes. All right. So we'll be doing this quiz about what period in history do you belong in. And Maya will be doing it as Catherine Moreland from <laughs> Northanger Abbey. And I'll be doing it as Audrey Horn from Twin Peaks. Okay. 
so we can see where they actually belong. Yeah. All right. Question one. What? Wait. Check off anything that applies to you. You think indoor plumbing is overrated? Um, <laughs> I don't think Audrey thinks that. <laughs> I honestly don't know that anyone from any period of history would think that once they got to know it. Do you think if Catherine Moreland suddenly knew what indoor plumbing was, <laughs> she would think it was overrated? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> so no for that one. You can go a day without showering and feel okay about yourself. Yes, I, I think that's true. <laughs> I think they kind of had to back yeah. then. <laughs> I'm going to say no for Audrey. Plus she was a bit of a dirt dirty tom boy yeah it's true <laughs> muddy um and then maybe even a few days oh, without yeah, showering yeah probably <laughs> um also you hate what shampoo does to your hair i would say no um uh, yeah probably no for audrey i would yeah. say i don't know Kath- what would Catherine moreland think of shampoo well, i guess it depends on like what did they use to did they, did they just powder their hair back then no they washed it Actually, I'm going to say she doesn't hate what shampoo does to her because it's probably better than whatever lye soap they're using. <laughs> whatever stuff. And B.O. doesn't bother you that much. These None of these apply to Audrey. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they all apply to Catherine. Though. <laughs> um, you also aren't afraid to skimp on deodorant and go on natural. I'm going to say no. <laughs> I guess, Catherine, yeah. <laughs> Give me a lot of checks. Uh, brushing your teeth is overrated. I'm not gonna. No, she's, no. Sh- she wants to brush her teeth. I yes. know it. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't mind hunting for your food if you got the chance. Honestly, I think that's true. <laughs> I, I kind of think. For Audrey too. <laughs> yeah, Audrey would like that. Um, okay. In a perfect world, you would throw out your microwave. I would say Audrey would be yes. She doesn't seem like a microwave kind of girl. Um, no, Catherine wants to pop some popcorn if she can. Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like Catherine is like, could be an, like, an impatient cook and be like, I just want to get this done with. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And get rid of your oven. No. No. Toss out your refrigerator. No. no. That's because you like your food fresh in all caps. She does not care. No. <laughs> no. You know that the best way to stay warm isn't central heating. Um, I'm going to say I'm, Audrey thinks it does. I'm going to say that Catherine thinks it's a fireplace. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's cuddling with a special someone. I'm going to say yes for Audrey because uh, she really wants Coop. Is that special someone a good book? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let her have that with you. A good gothic novel. <laughs> you also wouldn't mind that much if you didn't... You also wouldn't mind that much if you didn't have air conditioning. I feel like Audrey would mind a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it uh, depends... I don't think she would mind if she was living in England. I would say where the temperature is normal. I would mind if I was living in Florida. (laughs) But I'll say she wouldn't mind. Okay. That's because you would love to carry a fancy fan around. Audrey would. I don't think Catherine is a fan girl. (laughs) No, she's not. She never seemed to be wanting to do anything fancy. (laughs) Someone who likes the fancy and the dramatics. Yeah. And she's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> you agree with the statement, beauty is pain? No. <laughs> I'm going to say yes for Audrey. Yeah, probably. <laughs> also, sometimes fashion hurts. Yes for Audrey. No for Catherine. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it hurt all the time back then, but... If she had the option. She probably made her corset as loose as she could. <laughs> probably. You're perfectly comfortable undergoing some degree of pain to look good. Yes. Yeah, I guess. Aren't, aren't all women... <laughs> <laughs> Also, you love vintage clothing. Yes for Audrey. No. You prefer to bike to work. No for Audrey. <laughs> um, I, I don't even know how to answer that. 
Okay, first of all, I have to assume she's going to work. <laughs> I have to assume she has a choice between a car and a bike. Or walking. Yeah, I think she'd probably rather walk. That's true. Which or is the walk. next question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or walk. Walking to work is good. Yeah. If you don't already do either either of the former, you would prefer it to drive or mass transit. Yes. Wait, wait, what? If you don't already do it, do either of the former, you would prefer it to driving or mass transit. I think Audrey would prefer to be driven so no yeah you have a random skill that is actually very useful um detection (laughs) (laughs) let's yeah i don't really does she loving who Catherine? (laughs) catherine uh empathy maybe that's a useful skill yeah she does and i would say audrey has observation yeah you have several random skills that are actually very useful that might be pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Audrey has like observation, deception. I think Audrey has several. Manipulation. Yeah. <laughs> She's really good. All right. Next one. Like maybe you can sew. No. Oh, hey. She can do that. Yeah. Say she, she doesn't like it, but she can. <laughs> Chop wood. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you are over planes. Uh, Audrey, I'm sure, loves to go. I bet Catherine would love to go on a plane. Yeah. Trains. She probably would love to go on a train, too. They both love those. Um, but most of all, automobiles, they both love. I would assume if they had them. Yeah. But she always wanted to go out on that carriage, so. That's true. That's <laughs> if it was automated. <laughs> a horse sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Sh- I don't think Audrey would like to go horseback riding. Especially if it is drawing a carriage. Hey. <laughs> it just said. <laughs> I think Audrey would like that. Or a chariot. Uh, no. No. That's a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have Facebook or wouldn't be totally lost if you gave it up. Yeah. I feel like Audrey, I don't know, with with Audrey, it's like, do you think she would care about having Facebook and like interacting and people liking her stuff and having that attention? Or do you think she's kind of like a little like too cool for that? Um, I think she gave up her Facebook a long time ago. She probably has some other social media or maybe she has a lurker account or something. That's true. (laughs) Definitely an Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Audrey would do a throwback Thursday. Which is the next one. (laughs) When you use Instagram, you love to throw it way back for Throwback Thursday. No. No. You wouldn't be totally lost if you had to give up your cell phone. Yeah. I feel like... She'd she'd just read a book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I feel like Audrey would be fine without it. Yeah. And come to think of it, losing your email wouldn't be the end of the world. I'm going to equate email to letter writing and... It would be. It would be. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like for Audrey, too, she wouldn't be able to keep in touch. All right. Also, maybe you would be a little more productive if you didn't have to take so many BuzzFeed quizzes. I don't think she'd be either more or less productive either way. (laughs) Same. Sometimes you are confused by the language that kids are using these days. I feel like Audrey's very in touch. They're both kids, so they probably aren't. (laughs) No, they'd be very in touch. You really just wish everyone could speak the proper way and not use some crazy slang. I don't think either of them care. No, they don't. (laughs) You believe book smarts beat street smarts. I would say. Well, I don't know because Catherine learned that street smarts might be more important than book smarts. Right. So I I guess I can't give her that one. Yeah. I think Audrey doesn't seem like the most attentive student. So yeah. But she's very street smart. You like her coffee hot. I would say yes. Yeah. Your meat rare. I would say Audrey. Yes, because she's. Wealthy. Yeah, maybe Audrey, yeah, for sure. And has more of a... I don't know that Catherine would... <laughs> no. She probably wouldn't complain, but she'd just, like, pick at it. Suck and it up and it. be like, all right. <laughs> and your pizza not from some icky takeout place. 
I feel like Audrey could go for a, a greasy slice. Yeah, probably. And Catherine, too. Yeah. But most important, everything organic. Well, I mean, I guess it all was back then. <laughs> yeah, I can't get more. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think Audrey cares. You are over bottled water because it is so wasteful. I feel like Audrey and Catherine would kind of care about that. Yeah. They'd be a little eco, eco warriors. <laughs> You'd prefer to live in a castle. 100%. <laughs> I think both are a yes. Or a chateau. Yes, sure. Or a palace. <laughs> sure, that too. <laughs> or even a quaint country cottage. She'd like that too. <laughs> <laughs> I think Audrey would be want to be more in like, not less in the country, more in like the center of things. So I'm gonna take off. Well, what is a chateau? A chateau, I think, is just like a a big fancy house, like a mansion. Okay, I'm gonna kind of. take off that one because it doesn't have any sort of history to it. <laughs> it doesn't have any mysterious. But the rest of them, I gotta keep. Yes. Palace. <laughs> well, maybe she wouldn't want to live in a palace. Oh, she would. Okay. Yeah, it would have the history and <laughs> yeah. be like generations of royal families. Yeah. All right, you don't get seasick. Um, I have no idea. I mean, I doubt it because she never seemed to get sick in the carriage. Yeah. I don't, and yeah, I don't think Audrey would either. And your immune system is pretty stellar. I would I mean, say yes. Yeah, there's 17-year-old girls. Yeah. <laughs> As is your eyesight. Yes. Yeah. If you had to defend yourself in combat, you'd be able to. No. No. <laughs> if it was verbal I mean, combat. <laughs> yeah. Audrey... I don't know. Does she know any secret jujitsu? I doubt it. No, I feel like if it was like a like a combat of words or whatever, she yeah. could work her way out. Definitely. Maybe with a sword? No. Bow and arrow? <laughs> Maybe no. Maybe with a um a wooden sword against her little brother, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. A well timed punch. Mm. I feel like they have. You know, if the situation called for it, they could... They can maybe do a knee to the groin. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to check it off just because it seems like something they would be able to do. I'm not going to give Catherine even Not even a punch. <laughs> <laughs> you hate sitting around at an office job. Yes. For Ka- uh, for uh, Audrey yeah. and Catherine. You hate sitting around in traffic. Yes. Yes. You hate sitting around in class. Yes. Yes. We know that. Basically, you hate sitting around. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you enjoy the outdoors. Yes. I don't think Audrey does. Not as much. Yeah. And don't mind waking up early for the sunrise. No. No. She wants to sleep in. <laughs> a good portrait will always be a selfie. I feel like Audrey's more of a selfie person. Yeah. I would say maybe Catherine could be a... I mean, who knows? I think Catherine has, like, some... She probably appreciates a good portrait. Yeah. <laughs> she appreciates a lot of, uh, like, the old world art. Yeah. And, like, those sensibilities. A real book will always be the Kindle. Yeah, for Yes, her. for Catherine. No, I would say no for Audrey. Yeah. She, I but feel she like... probably loves a good beat-up paperback, I bet. That's true. I will <laughs> take it off. Live music will always beat Spotify. I feel like Audrey likes concerts. Yeah. She seems like a concert person. And I feel like Catherine is, too. Like, Yeah, she, she'd love to go out. And, yeah. Yeah. It'd be fun. A good poem will always be a good tweet. Definitely. I feel like it's a yes for Audrey because she seems angsty and Yeah, this is a never-ending <laughs> list. We might not be able to do a... I say, we're almost done. We've only got five more. Oh, okay. <laughs> a real magazine will always beat the digital version. I would say yes for Audrey and Catherine. Yeah, sure. She would appreciate the physical pages. Yeah. A good play will always beat Netflix. Yes. I would say no for Audrey. I feel like she likes <laughs> TV. Yeah. We know Catherine loves to play. Yes. <laughs> a regal ball will always be the hottest nightclub. I feel like 
both of them would enjoy that. Yeah. They would perform better there. And most important, a hug will always be a Facebook like. A hundred percent. I would say yes. Maybe, just maybe, you've thought... 20... <laughs> I don't know about Audrey, though. It you depends don't think on so? who's giving the hug. Huh? So I bet some people she'd rather get a Facebook like than a hug from That's her. true. <laughs> it's like, I guess it depends on the person. I'll uncheck it. Maybe, just maybe, you've thought 2014 isn't the right year for you. 2014? <laughs> I would say yes for Catherine, because she's not alive. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like Audrey... Maybe it would be a good year because she would be in her, what, her 40s, maybe? You know, I would say no. No? Or I would say check that one because she seems like she could be in any year. <laughs> That's true. All right. Show me what period in history I belong in. Okay. Ooh. Oh, interesting. <laughs> What'd you get? I got... You belong in Renaissance Italy. Ooh. You're ambitious, creative, and a trendsetter who looks to the past to build toward the future. Michelangelo and Da Vinci, better watch out because you are more than capable of giving them a run for their money. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see Catherine in the middle of the Renaissance with all the art and everything. (laughs) I'm sure she'd be like overwhelmed. Oh, she'd love that. (laughs) Especially if she had Henry there with her to talk about the art. To tell her her about it. What she should like. (laughs) I think she would love that. Totally. All right. So for Audrey, I got Revolutionary France. Oh. Which kind of makes sense. (laughs) Is she going to get her head chopped off or is she going to be one of the revolutionaries? (laughs) Let's see. That's because you're hip, brash, and a bit of a revolutionary. So she would be on the revolution side. I like it. Um, freedom and expression are what matter to you, not having the coolest car or the biggest house, which I kind of feel like is true. Audrey doesn't seem like she's like a bratty. Yeah. I mean, she's used to it, but she doesn't flaunt it. Yeah. You're a go-getter and would shine in the turmoil of Paris. Just watch out for the guillotines. Yeah. You better watch out because your family (laughs) (laughs) would probably get it. Might be on the list. (laughs) All right. Let me send you this other one. Okay. Yeah, let's just do one more. Yeah, that's fine. All right. So the next quiz we're going to do is titled, Only an Old Millennial Can Pass This <laughs> Ultimate 90s TV Quiz. <laughs> All right. Are we just going to do this as ourselves? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. I'm kind of an old millennial <laughs> slash young Gen Xer. I'm kind of in the middle. I say, I think I'm a technically a younger millennial. So we'll see if I remember any of this. <laughs> All right. Oh, I know that one. In which city does Fraser take place? Boston, New York, Washington, D.C., or Seattle? I guess we should <sighs> answer because we'll have to see who is better at 90s TV. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to each other, you know. <laughs> right. I don't. Let's see. All right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Which show was not on Nickelodeon? All That, Ren and Stimpy, Legends of the Hidden Temple, Clarissa explains it all. Smart guy or ah, real monsters. Um. Oh God. Okay. I think. Yep. I think I have mine too. Oh, it tells you. Oh. Wait. Like, hold on. Let me. Oh, the first one didn't tell me, but the second one did. If I got it correct. We'll come back to it. I guess maybe I got it wrong. Oh, okay. So it it does tell you if you get it right, right then. Okay, but it doesn't tell you if you get it wrong. It does tell you if you get it wrong. Oh. It'll mark your answer oh, red. Oh, I got it. Yeah, so okay. if you get it right, it marks it green. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten both right so far. <laughs> I got the first one right and the second one wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll go back to it. Who were the original hosts of MTV's Singled Out? Chris Hardwick and Carmen Electra? 
John Norris and Jenny McCarthy, Chris Hardwick and Jenny McCarthy, or Polly Shore and Tia, Tia Carreri. Well, okay. you know, I'm not that no. familiar, but I know that they were ghosts. Okay, I got it right. <laughs> Who voiced Troy McClure? I guess on we s- could say what we, if we know whether we got it right or wrong. We That's can true. Say. All right. So for the first one, <laughs> I'm assuming we both picked Seattle. So yes, we got it right. Seattle. I totally guessed that. The second one about which show was not on Nickelodeon. I thought it was Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. But it's um, Smart Guy. Smart Guy. I was like, that's the only one I haven't heard of. So it must be the only one that was <laughs> And then the original host of MTV Singled Out. I thought it was Chris Hardwick and Carmen Electra. Well, that's what I thought at first until I read the rest, and I was like, no, Jenny McCarthy, I think, was before Carmen Electra. Okay. I just kind of... But I didn't know if they were actually the original ones, but I guess they Right. <laughs> I just block anything Jenny McCarthy out because she's an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> she doesn't exist to me. Okay. Who voiced Troy McClure on The Simptons in the 1990s? Oh, uh, I know this one. Oh, they... No! The choices were Hank Azaria, oh, I'm sorry. Dan Castle... <laughs> Can wait. Castellanata. Castellanata. Nancy Cartwright or Phil Hartman? And I got it wrong. Is this Phil Hartman? Yeah, I got Hank. I put Hank Azaria because I feel like he's done a couple of them. So. Oh, yeah, he's done a lot of voices on there. Whoops. <sighs> Which show was never part of ABC's TGIF lineup? Full House, Family Matters, Step by Step, Coach, Dinosaurs, or Hanging with Mr. Cooper? Oh, my God. Good Lord. Um. No! <laughs> <laughs> damn it oh i got that one right too Ugh, i picked dinosaurs i picked coach because i was like i think that was like a different channel altogether Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> who was the original aunt viv on fresh prince and it's just got pictures of the two aunt vivs uh duh yeah <laughs> janet Ho- janet huber who was the og aunt viv and the best aunt viv yeah it even says duh everybody knows <laughs> <laughs> original and best vivian banks yes all right what was the name of blossom's best friend oh god <laughs> six seven five or eleven okay okay i knew it i was like no <laughs> which what did you say i thought it was five six damn it. i God, I'm surprised my brain knows these things. Okay. <laughs> I don't know any of these. Oh, I might know. What's the name of this Roseanne character? Um, White woman, curly black hair. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. And it was either DJ, Becky, Darlene, or Jackie. Did you get it right? Yes. Darlene. Darlene. <laughs> we used to watch Roseanne, me and my mom, like uh-huh. religiously. And it was for a while until the scandal was my favorite like 90s sitcom oh. it was like the funniest thing also roseanne is basically like my mom that's oh, on, the, really? on the show <laughs> they're very similar in the way they are wisecracker or whatever uh, i never really cared for roseanne i did watch it but i um just spoke to us for some reason <laughs> it was good all right what network was the nanny on oh God. cbs this abc nbc or fox no i got it wrong i got it right <laughs> cbs what'd you pick i picked fox because i don't know yeah we <laughs> say i only watched the nanny who on um nick at night when they would redo the old older sitcoms like the george lopez show uh, and, you nick know. at night God, i think it was on when i was a kid just on regular <laughs> on <reruns. laughs> all right i think this is 
Oh, no, it's not the last one. All right. In the early 90s, Jim Carrey was a cast member on which sketch comedy show? I actually recently knew this. <laughs> I found out about this. Oh, yeah. I, I actually just listened to a podcast that went in depth on the show, but mm-hmm. I definitely remember it. Anyway, um, in living color. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we, we're not even giving the options anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who is this? Oh, <laughs> It's so, just a picture. It's either Sally Jesse Raphael, Jenny Jones, Sarah McLaughlin, or Ricky Lake. Yay. And it was Ricky Lake. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. And what ah. state is the fictional town of Twin Peaks located? Ah, Oregon, Washington, yes. Idaho. Trick question. It's British Columbia. <laughs> it's Washington. You can't trick us. We know Washington. All right. Which of these people was not an SNL cast member in the 90s? Chris Farley, Joan Cusack, Chris Rock. Sarah Silverman, Mike Myers, or Tim Meadows? Oh, she should have been. Sorry. <laughs> Did I give it away? <laughs> uh, no, that was going to be my pick. Joan Cusack. Yes. I didn't know she was even on SNL. Um, I guess she was a guest host, maybe. But It says cast member. She was not a cast member. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. It could just be that she was a house. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. All right. In which year did South Park premiere? 1996, 97, 98, or 99? No. I got it wrong. Well, do I know? Was it? Oh, I got it right. <laughs> you got it right? Yeah. I put 99. I put 97 because uh-huh. I was like, did it come out when I was still in school? But I didn't think it had. No. Well, I was only three, so I can't be expected to know these things. <laughs> three. <laughs> <laughs> What's the correct spelling of this actor's name? It is... Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yes. And there's about a million ways to spell Tiffany. Yes, different I's, different amounts of I S's. I used to know a bunch of Tiffany's who all... These are probably all the different ways they spelled her name. No, I got it wrong. Um... <sighs> I knew it. Oh my god, I have no idea. Oh, we got it wrong. Except for I got it right, but just I didn't put the dash in. Um, yeah. Same thing I did. Same exact thing. So it's with an I and a dash. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> What's the name of this literature-loving dog? Oh. You have to type it in. And... I don't know. You don't know? No. I know. I've oh. never seen this dog. PBS Kids. Okay. Um. I remember watching this. Uh, oh. Are you going to tell me if I got it right? I'm just going to put in Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Did it turn red? Yeah. Okay. It's Wishbone. Wishbone. I've never heard of that. He was like a talking dog and each episode would be about just like literature and like different books and he would travel and like be dressed up in like period clothing and <laughs> it'd be like smoky and like if um I think there was an episode about the Ichabod Crane uh-huh. Headless Horseman thing and it was like smoky and misty and he was like dark and there was lanterns and <laughs> there was a horseman. <laughs> it, was, it was like a Halloween episode. It was really cool. All right. In which Manhattan neighborhood did fictional Jerry Seinfeld live? Soho, Upper East Side, Lower East Side, Upper West Side, West Village, or Greenwich Village? Um, I, never I got it wrong because I've only been to New York once, but my friend showed me where the deli was that they filmed, and I thought it was there, but it's not. <laughs> I totally guessed because, um, very controversial opinion, I watched a couple episodes and did not find it funny <laughs> and i actually don't find jerry seinfeld very funny but uh, upper west side is the right answer yes not greenwich village <laughs> no 
which I've been to recently. And I was like, if I had ever <laughs> had enough money for a $3 million brownstone, I would like to move to Greenwich Village because <laughs> it's so nice. <laughs> but it's very expensive. Oh my God, this goes. Oh, there's this is the last one. Okay. okay. This X-Files character is commonly referred to by what multi-word title? Oh, God. The cigarette Smoking Man, The Cigarette Agent, The Smoking Man, or The Cigarette Man? Ugh. Why do you have to give me so many similar choices? <laughs> it makes me confused. I got it wrong. Okay, I got it right. It's cigarette smoking man. <laughs> I picked the cigarette man. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Okay, well, they what did they give me a, a score or anything? Yeah. You scroll down a little bit. Is it there? Um Miss Fifth? No, I'm not seeing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> did I forget one? I don't think so, because we both did them together. Is it the wishbone one? Was <laughs> it was I supposed to? Did you hit guess? I did. Yeah. But then it. Oh, I guess I give up. I should. Put, I give up. Okay, maybe that's an, all I needed. There we go. Fourteen out of eighteen. Oh. Not bad. Not bad. But you could use a refresher on classic nineties TV. <laughs> Whatever. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I got ten out of eighteen, but my description says the same thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I could use a refresher. I scored better than 96% of quiz takers. I scored better than 68%. (laughs) I think that's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it's bad. Judgmental quizzes, man. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so all that's left is to say what is coming next. Yes. We're about to record our next episode, which is going to be some of the YouTube and Netflix David Lynch shorts. We're going to kind of cover some of the weather reports. What is David Lynch doing? The story of a small bug. (laughs) (laughs) Fire. And what did Jack do? Yes. And then after that, we're going to be doing the new Emma. That'll take a couple. Yeah, that'll be a two-parter. And then probably after that, we might do some more David Lynch shorts. I really, really want to do rabbits, but I don't know if it will all be out by that time. So we might do some older ones, like from the Eraserhead days, from his earliest days. Okay. And so maybe we can compare and contrast the shorts that way. But we'll let you know. I just want to do rabbits because I really want to do a mashup of this new Emma and rabbits. (laughs) Because (laughs) I don't know if you've watched any of rabbits yet. Um, I've seen like a clip. Yeah, it's, I want to see those rabbits interacting with Emma. I want Emma (laughs) and Knightley to sit down to tea with those rabbits and, yeah. Yeah, I feel like uh, rabbit symbology, is that a word? Uh, Rabbit symbolism, like the picture of a rabbit, (laughs) seems for some reason to fit with the Emma time period. I don't know why. Yeah. But it just seems like that's, I got the same connection. (laughs) It just seems to fit. Yeah, I think that would be good, but um, I don't think they'll all be out by the time we get to that episode. So we might just do the old ones, and then I can still write a Emma Rabbits mashup when we get to exactly. Rabbits later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, then I think I know what we're doing after that, too, because this is kind of the summer of new, anything that's relatively new that's coming mm-hmm. out. Even though the stuff David Lynch is putting out right now isn't all new, per se. Right. But it's new to us because we finally get to really see it. It's not like you have to go through this website and this weird thing to be able to get to it. It's right. just out there on YouTube for everyone. Um, yeah, so that's it. 
<laughs> Yay. <laughs> this is a fun little check-in. Yep. Sorry about the weird um, two halves, but hope you guys enjoyed it. And we're excited to come. We're excited to start doing some David Lynch shorts next. Yeah, some new stuff. Yes. All right. Well, you guys take care of yourselves. and yes, be safe. Wear a mask, please. Wear masks and stay strong. <laughs> yes. And donate money. Yeah. If you can. Yes. All righty. Well. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Good night. Bye. <laughs>